Osiris. Hi, I'm Bob Crawford from the Avid Brothers, and the podcast you're listening to is part of the Osiris Network, a global community connecting passionate music fans with podcasts about music, artists, and culture. For more information about all the shows in our network, please visit OsirisPod.com. Osiris. Welcome in to episode 64 of The Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch alongside Jeff Kolath. And thanks for joining us as we take our weekly journey through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. Um, my apologies for being a little bit sporadic the last few weeks in our release schedule, but um, things have been a little little busy around the old couch homestead, but um, hopefully we'll get back into, a, into the groove. Um, Jeff, are you... Uh, has has the world shifted slightly on its axis or not? Because I'm feeling like maybe it has a little bit. Because LeBron just announced he was going to the Lakers, like literally breaking news, Chiron, like 45 right. minutes ago. Um, breaking news. That was no, that. No, was a, I'm talking about Watchword Panic. This is what we're here for. Oh. Yeah, just to, to inform the folks before we get into sports, I'm sure we'll get there later. Um, Jeff attended uh night one of mud island this past weekend uh i was supposed to be there and uh, as as things tend to happen when you have uh, a wife and two kids life got in the way in the last minute and i had to cancel but um i'm glad that jeff soldiered on because it sounds like he had a pretty good time i went to yeah i went to the first night the first night was great um, really enjoyed it, and I'll we can go a little bit more in depth um, as as we go along. Did not go to the second night. Sold my tickets to a couple of nice young gentlemen from Fayetteville, Arkansas, and uh, I'm sure they enjoyed the Saturday night show. I mean, Saturday night was one of those things. It was it was sort of like reliving the experience of setlist watching. You know, when you're going to a bunch of shows, and especially after you just at, Especially the show after you have just gone to one mm-hmm. and you see, mm-hmm. you know, what you so, missed when you and when you sell and you sell the tickets to the show too, <laughs> and you sell the tickets to the show too. But you know, it was one of those things where I had didn't think I saw the band in October two thousand six, and honestly didn't think I was ever going to see them again. And had I not moved to Memphis, I probably wouldn't have um, saw them at Mud Island in two thousand sixteen. And literally walking out of the venue as they were playing end of the show was like, this is the last time we're going to see this band. And then they, we got this podcast started. They announced a two night run. We think it would be fun to go to the shows together because we hadn't been to a show together in forever and maybe do a meetup with the people and meet all of our, you know, tens of fans and, uh, and uh, go about, you know, do something fun. And then those plans got changed and really just went Friday night with pretty much a completely open mind. Um, I was not impressed with the Red Rocks shows um, from what I listened to. Um, there were elements of those shows that made me realize that, yep, this is why I don't go to see this band all that much anymore. Um, but I got to say, 
Friday night was really good. Um, and maybe for the first time in a long time, I would have to find something to quibble about. Like not just something that so I was more, you know, offensive to me, like you like stuff used to be. Like it was just like I would have to struggle. Like probably the only thing I'd say was, Man, I really, really could have closed with something better than Tallboy. Right. Or Steven's Cat's really not that great of a song and I really could have done without that. And, you know, the arrangement for Hard Rain's gonna fall is kinda of fun and everybody thinks it's like this party song, but it's really about nuclear war. So like that's like a thing. But like I mean, but then I'm just getting into minutia, and I'll just say this: it's like I feel like we should call this a very special episode. <laughs> it's like Jeff, you know, Jeff's not coming clean with, you know, I've got an addiction problem or something like that. It's like Jeff's coming clean is like he really liked that show, and yeah. it was a good show. And I think part of it is really it was two things, and this is. Um, I would my not it's not a mea culpa, but it's sort of like I have judged I have judged everything about this version of the band based on what I saw from 1996 to 2001, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's and what I had listened to the thousands of shows, thousands of hours I've spent listening to the original band. I base everything I judge on this current band off of that. It's hard. And, it's hard not to. It's not it's hard, hard not to not come to. with all that baggage, right? I mean, it's, and it's hard, hard not to. And I was listening to um, the second set from Saturday night while I was cooking dinner. Um, we were, we got back into town and I can, I will never be able to deprogram my brain to think that pilgrims should sound a certain way or to think that tire shoes should sound a certain way. I don't think you can do that either. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that can't do that. But if you stop judging it based on that, you can actually sort of say this is a damn good band, which it is. And I don't think I've ever actually said they're bad. I don't, I think just think it's not my, it's just not my thing. And it's still really not my thing, but for the three hours that we were there on Friday night, there was, we sat school side. So the mix was obviously very, Jimmy was over on the other side, so we could only hear some of it. So listening to the show after the fact was, was interesting because there definitely was some stuff that I missed. Um, but like the rest of the band is just chugs along, man. They just do their thing and schools is there. And Dwayne is such an improvement over Todd on drums, um, just in terms of energy and fills and all of that. Sonny's down in the, Sonny was really down in the mix. I couldn't really hear him all that well. Um, and Jojo's still Jojo and JB. I mean, for the love of God, I mean, that guy, he just, he's just such a trooper and he goes out there and he still wears his ill-fitting baggy flannel shirts half, t- half tucked in. He's still wearing his, you know, dark jeans, his, his, his good, his good dark jeans on a Friday night. His, his Sunday jeans. His Sunday jeans. And he's got, you know, he still wears his cowboy boots and he still, I've never, the thing, it still cracks me up that, I mean, from day one that he carries his wallet on stage with him just cause it's like, what do you need, what do you need your wallet for? But anyway, um, it, that was sort of like the moment, like the, f- the four original members are still with it and still got it and still playing well. And it's clear that they're having fun playing with Jimmy and Dwayne. And then that's great. And, um, 
so it was it was it was really good and that's really all i can say i know that's if i we can talk about some you know more detailed things but it um i wouldn't say that i was totally surprised that they played it as well as they did but it was uh i was surprised how much i liked it and walking out was like i got nothing let's just go have a beer that was, that was a good show <laughs> um so uh, I guess the question is, you know, so do you do, are you doing uh, Nashville or, or St. Augustine or Milwaukee? Or are you saving up for, <laughs> for Playa Ocho? <laughs> I'll, I'll save up for the next time they come to Memphis. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, I definitely go see him again. And it was, it was fun. Again, I think the main thing that I, I sort of, have to do is just start to distance distance take this out of take this band out of what came before and look at them a little bit differently and i think it'll be easier to do um because the one thing that hasn't changed fans haven't changed they're still the same you know i felt like i felt like wooderson in uh days and confused it's like they keep getting getting younger and i stay the same age like really i would think that that would i mean it would have a the average age would have would have been higher than when we were going. I didn't maybe but I didn't I didn't really see it you know there's a no. you know I think there was it, it's still weird to go to go to a show and not recognize anybody after going to shows for you know years and seeing at least one person that you at least recognize um other than people that are from here in Memphis obviously we saw but um but the crowd was good they were into it you know it's but it's also funny because it's there when the songs change and songs are you know play new stuff especially um uh stuff that hasn't been like the lad that was the big thing for me in 2016 where everybody freaked out over busted big like that's like a song now you know, that <laughs> people are really into it's like but yeah it's it's still still the same cues and, and stuff so yeah it was good nice so um yeah, well, I definitely want to get into the music and get a little more um, uh, of your impression about what happened. Um, so we're going to play uh, a couple pieces from the first night and then something from the second night. And then just because we have to, we're going to play just, I guess, to, to cleanse ourselves, we're going to have to play something from Summer 96 from Mud Island. No, just kidding. But, you know, it's good to got to stay to our, true to our roots. But um uh, yeah, so before we get into the music, uh, you know, we, we have our uh, our business to take care of. Are you, uh, what, what's your drink of choice tonight, Jeff? Uh, I think I'm b- back on Old Forester, but I think it's the, uh, it's like a, there's a liquor store here in Memphis uh, called Buster's, nope, not Buster's, Docks, thank you, Docks, that does a bunch of uh, barrel aged, or barrel stuff with with different distillers and so this is like a docs old forester label private label thing so oh nice okay it's good yeah what about um, you uh i have a uh it's a bearded iris ipa uh called hotline double dry hopped ipa so it is tasty and hazy and juicy <laughs> um, very nice so okay well let's uh anything oh no so what you got anything this week or you just you're gonna you're gonna ride with night one of mud island is going to be your recommendation for for people uh yeah i mean i think uh been watching a lot of world cup was uh dismayed at the results of today um yeah i was a little disappointed 
But the tournament's really wide open, which I guess makes it interesting. You know, obviously Brazil is still looming out there. Um, hopeful England can come through on the, that yeah. other side of the bracket. But uh, it was interesting because I did not see the France-Argentina game yesterday and saw most of the Spain-Russia game. And it was it was not a pretty soccer match <laughs> overall. <laughs> but, no. uh, but yes, I'm sure the, the Moscow partisans or the Russian partisans will be very excited that their team, the lowest, the lowest rated team ever to go through in the knockout round or something like that. I think yeah, or maybe it was like the biggest upset. Biggest in, upset, um, biggest upset. Yeah. Um, anyway, so what's okay. your wreck? Well, mine is, and I don't know if maybe. Let me see if I don't know if you've maybe done this already, but no, I don't think you have. It's um, uh, the Americans. Have we talked about the Americans? I don't think so. TV show on FX. Have you watched that? Mm-hmm know what it is but oh my gosh yeah you know you need to watch it it's uh they just finished the series i think uh you know in the last month or so they did seven seasons i think um we watched it the first two or three seasons like relatively in real time um and then just sort of got off the train and uh it's probably about the time that we started having kids but um it's uh, set in the 80s, and the, the main characters are Russian spies that are living in the United States under the cover as like a, a normal family living in the suburbs. You, you don't know anything with the I know. Carrie I, Russell I, is in it? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I certainly know what the show's about. I just haven't okay. seen it. Okay. Well, it's fantastic. And so anyway, we had sort of set it aside, and we have lots of other shows that we watch together. And that was one that I always kind of wanted to keep going back to. And, and my, my dear wife would be like, oh, let's do this other thing. And so finally, um, last week, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm done waiting. I'm going to start watching this on my own. So I fired back up, I think, season four is what I'm on. And um, I had forgotten how just absolutely fantastic it is. So um, I don't think I'm breaking any, you know, news here for folks. But uh, if you haven't watched the Americans highly recommended. It. It's actually on Amazon prime now, I think. So if you've got prime, they have like the first six seasons are available uh, for free on prime video. So, um, so check it out if you haven't already. Um, okay. But so let's get to the music, right? Um, our first, we're going to play both these sections together. I guess we've got um, a yes. segment from the first set and then a second, a segment from, the second set. Um, before we get let's before we get into the music, let's can we, can we sort of set the scene here for me, Jeff? Did you did you walk across the bridge? Did you take the the tram? What was that experience always, like? Always you, walk across the bridge. Right, right. Yeah, um, we're not we're professionals here. Did you walk through Shakedown <laughs> Street? Did you buy any T-shirts or? <laughs> no, 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 no buying of T-shirts. But I do have some comments about <laughs> the T-shirt game. Of our of our of our friends following the level the level the the quality of the the sh- the lot shirts. So I don't remember what year was it when the band finally said no more WP WSP no more panic whatever was that back was oh was Mikey that a thing still, I don't I don't yeah. remember that was Mikey still okay. alive when that happened? Maybe I maybe okay, I think so. But anyway, it was a long time ago. But I remember <clears throat> from this is old old guy radio. I remember 
um, seeing a lot of shirts and seeing a lot of creativity, a lot of original artwork. Um, mm-hmm. And Maybe I bought some lyrics here, some there, lyrics, you know? but like you know, somebody I think I've talked about the 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 one shirt I wish I had, which is the uh, sandbox shirt um, with the rodeo cowboy on the front, um, the disco shirt with the band and like cartoon form, all wearing like Saturday Night Fever outfits. Like that was a fun one. It's great. A, uh, mach- mach- machine bar stools. That one was good with the. You know, it's like a drawing of a machine with an arrow into a bar stool. Mm-hmm. And uh, several of them that were good. I still have, I think the only one I still have is a bow-legged, bow-legged shirt with like a uh, um, uh, bathroom, like man, men and women signs. But oh, like yeah, there's signs, the bow, right. bow-legged woman and the knock-kneed man, which, are, which was cool. Um, so... A lot of people wear their shirts to shows. I'm a strong believer. Just, yeah, in, I mean, you, like you don't first, wear first, yeah, that's that's your first first error right there, right? Is just is wearing the shirt of the band, not um, to mention the quality of said shirt. But yes, so I hope nobody take any of this personally, please. Um, we we all we all love this band, and but it's. I, you know, there are things you could quibble with, odd logos of, you know, choices, interesting, weird lyrics. Um, You know, there's been some rehashing of designs and stuff over the years. What's your your stance on the, on the logo ripoff? Not a fan. Okay. And and I'm somebody that has, probably still has Pete Sarantakos's uh, AFD as an, the NW logo as an AFD shirt somewhere. I feel like that's like the OG though of, of logo ripoffs. <laughs> it was really so good. You almost kind of give, you give that a pass, I think, yeah. you know, Pete, but everything after that. Yeah. Pete, if you still, if you're listening and you still have any more of those stickers, let me know. Cause I could still, I would like some for my nail gene. Um, but the thing, <laughs> the, the thing, this is the line was drawn. There was a young man, um, young man, maybe in his early to mid twenties, probably mid twenties, a little bit older, wearing a shirt. And it was a photo of JB's head superimposed on the body of a gray coat wearing officer, military officer during the Civil War. Hmm. Which means, Harvey, that Hmm. they had represented John Bell as a Confederate military officer. And on the back were the lyrics, uh, gonna summon the Holy Ghost from the battlefield. And on the front it said john bell's army or something like general john bell's army or something like that mm. so of course john bell hood the famed confederate general um most notably battle of national battle of franklin um served under general lee in the in the eastern theater first and then came west so i saw that and it was it was just it, that one was a bridge too far <laughs> It was just too much because I we're not gonna get I'm not I I one place I don't want to mix uh, lost cause narratives and a band that I like is is that a widespread panic show so um, let's just say did that you, one I did, did you, not did I did you, not I I didn't like that one very much. Did you just go up and discuss with him that John Bell Hood and you know Confederate Army and. Oh, at length, at length. I actually had. The, I figured, um, figured he was an expert. The, uh, he was. He had Shelby Foote's anthologies with him, right? He had it on his uh, Kindle, I think, actually, <laughs> and he got it out. And uh, we spent time at set break um, drawing out battle lines and different things they could have done at uh, Battle of Franklin. 
Um, it was very, it was very, you know, very, very interesting in depth conversation for sure. Um, but no, that one, that one was a bit much. And there were some other ones again that were kind of meh, but overall, um, a lot of energy in the crowd. We got super lucky both nights weather-wise. Uh, Friday stayed overcast most of the day, so the temperature didn't come up. But I think it got any warmer than like 86 or 87 degrees. So it was really nice Friday night. Um, down in Mud Island, of course, you're just kind of down in a bowl, and there's no wind anyway. So there's no breeze, so the heat kind of sticks down there, and everybody's dancing and moving around. Um, but also all the smoke kind of sits down in there too. And my friend that I was with said, it's the first time I ever left an outdoor show smelling like a bar. And like, yeah, that's kind of, it's, it's kind of the way that it worked. Um, and then Saturday, obviously I wasn't in town, but a pretty significant rain shower came through earlier in the day and cooled it off quite a bit. So again, it, oh, nice. it, was, it was pretty temperate, I think by the time the show rolled around. So it was, it was nice. And then band started, comes out after Colin Butler of big ass truck fame, uh, warmed up the crowd with some, with, with, with some records, um, a heavy, strong Parsons opener into junior, um, two songs that go well together. Actually the whole first part of the first set was very much, uh, like a 97 kind of show, 97, 98 kind of show. Um, and then we're going to play the Ain't No Use in the Heaven. And then Airplane Hard Rain was was pretty good. Steven's Cat, which new song, didn't know too much about it. I think it's the second time. I think I heard they played it last time I was in. I, I went to a show. And then um, Imitation Leather Shoes, Mr. Soul, um, first set closer was, was really good. So one, two, three, four, four covers, five if you count the the Danny and Eric stuff um, with Henry Parsons in the first set. So a good start to say the least. Um, yeah. So why don't we play something from that first set, Harvey? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll play that. And then uh, after that, we'll roll into, um, well, we'll come back and talk about that before we play the second night stuff. Okay. Um, so uh, we'll uh, pick things up here. Third song in the first set, first night, Mud Island, Memphis, Tennessee, June 29th. 2018.
that was Widespread Panic from this past Friday night, June 29th, 2018 at Mud Island in Memphis, Tennessee. From the first set, It Ain't No Use, Into Heaven. And then from the second set, Worry, followed by Mercy into A Jam, and then into Vampire Blues from Neil Young's On the Beach. Um, the My wife had some friends that were at the show on Saturday night, and I guess they were there on Friday night too. And they texted her at some point um, on Saturday and said, is Jeff at the show? And he's like, no, he went last night. It's like, oh, too bad. This show's much more upbeat than last night. And which made me Little laugh. Little did I know that that's Little, not, you know. Yeah, that doesn't compete with me, really. Um, but, I mean, that, that's one of the reasons why I think I like the show so much on, on Friday night was there was some, there was some serious darkness um, obviously a lot of heavy panic, but also some dark panic too. Uh, the worry was, is, was just great. I hope everybody enjoyed that. It's a great version of that song. Um, the mercy is, I mean, if it was possible to somehow slow down mercy even more, JB figured out a way. Um, but it was kind of an out of, out of left field choice. I was not expecting that was, that would be one song that I was not expecting, but I love to hear it. Um, the jam out of mercy is really good. And then the vampire blues is just, is pretty, pretty great. Um, yeah. Funky, dirty bands really into it. Uh, charges headlong into a, a nice proving, um, which was your call. You called proving at some point during, uh, during mm-hmm. the, weekend, during the night. So yeah, just a great segment, but I, it's just something that again, back to the Jimmy thing, which is part of the whole reason I think why you and I have not fully embraced this new version of the band um for a number of reasons and we won't get into all of them but it's still hard to like hear again talking about what i said at the start where you expect a song to 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 sound a certain way but he to me it's just like he still plays like he's the guy he's like sitting in sometimes Mm. Um, that's a good i hadn't i hadn't thought about it that way but yeah no it's just not uh not fully but you i mean he's been doing it's you know he's been this is 12 years now, i know, you know, know? I mean? that's like totally absurd um, but maybe that's just you know that's more of a function of how he plays rather than you know yeah. his emotional state on stage you know because i do think that the band backs off more with him than they did with mikey because i think the 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 six were so cosmically linked that you know in the way mikey played it's like yeah he would take a solo but everybody else was sort of right there with him and just maybe underneath moving in lockstep moving in lockstep and like we're going to play something from um 61596 from mud island and like you listen to that diner on that version of that of that Mm -hmm. show like mikey is killing it and jb is right there with him like underneath him the whole time with so much texture and just just getting it on the rhythm i maybe I, it's just something i because i haven't listened to a ton of it maybe i'm i'm not hearing it like i used to be able to yeah um, no, but it I, think it, I think it it's not it's just not you know it's just basically it's like it's jimmy takes a solo everybody sort of right. pull back a bit and then it's like right. they're not turning him up in the mix but he's so up in the mix that it is like a sit-in in a lot of ways like hey this guy came out and we're he's just chugging along on rhythm it's like here's your chance to take a break go right yeah and i mean i think i think you're probably right but i think there the times when this this version of the band is maybe at its best is when um 
when they are. And I think it happens, you know what I mean? I don't think it, oh, yeah. it doesn't ever happen, but the times when they are all moving together is when they're sort of at their best. And, um, you kind of got to work your way through the rest of it to get to those moments. Well, that's like, again, like the version, we didn't play it, but the version of hard rain is going to fall is really good. Um, and like the vampire blues is kind of the same way. Like the, va- the vampire blues is a full on band effort. Like it's, you know, JB is, is, is great singing it, but like, the band is just all in on it. It just is, mm-hmm. it's right there. So I think that's the, the, the thing about herring, I guess is I didn't hear it so much Friday night, which is probably why I like that show. It's just like, there's just those moments. Actually I played oh, what, something from Saturday night and I was talking to my wife about the show and she asked me a question about, do you feel like you missed something on Saturday night? And I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like the second set looked really great and it was really good. I mean, ride me high, tie your shoes were both great. And the other stuff was cool too. Um, but I said, it made some comment about it. And then I can't remember which part of the show it was, but like the thing, the herring thing that I don't like, like literally after I said that he played, he did something. that. And that's it right there. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Um, and so I, it, I didn't hear it as much on Friday. Maybe I just was not, because I was not on his side. I was on school side. Maybe I didn't hear it as much. But I think that's the piece that has always made me held me back from this band is just that I don't feel, just feel like he's put, he's put forward so much um, and not sort of pulled back into the band as much as maybe Mikey was. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny that you're talking about your wife. I, I had this idea that, you know, because you were going you decided you were gonna go on Friday night and you need to find somebody to go with and you said, Well maybe Jen would go with you and she's obviously not a huge panic fan. Um I mean, does she actively dislike them or just not a fan? No, she just she uh, tolerates just, it. And, yeah. uh, but I mean she it's not I mean she doesn't go to see like you know, I mean, pop music. Like she likes good music. She just oh, yeah. doesn't like doesn't like Panic so much. Hey man, she's fallen um, asleep at Lucero shows before. She knows what's what. <laughs> um, uh, no. But so here's here's the question. So I wanted her to go, and then we you could like interview her about you know the experience, and then that would be sort of you know I thought that would be a fun segment on the podcast. But um, but here's the question though: Would if she had gone and you know kind of been rolling her eyes the whole time would you have had maybe less of a you know would you have been as open to you know welcoming panic 3.1 as you were (laughs) uh two things no probably not and two we probably would not have lasted the whole show because um for sure would not have stuck around for the the encore i'm guessing uh, which would have been too bad because a vacation encore. I mean, come on, that's pretty great. So, that was nice. Yeah, that's a great closer. Um, and it was standing in the back with, you know, we got up from our seats and stood in the back and got kind of cleared out. And there was a group of people all standing there. And it was like, literally, JB starts playing. And then one guy yells, Dream Song. The next guy yells, Vacation. And I was like, It could be either one. Who's going to win out? <laughs> and I would have been fine with either. So, um, right. Yeah, it would have been fun for for her to go and to sort of to see it, but you know, it's just not it's not her jam, so to speak. Yeah, 
Well, I'm glad that it seemed like it was your jam a little bit. Yeah. Well, you um, know, I mean, it was part of me was like, I want it. I mean, for the sake of the pod, it would have been great if it was awful. Right. I mean, I could have just, you could have just given me the. Floor. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, mean, kidding, I'm gonna... kidding. <laughs> I think this is way better. I feel like, you know, we have an opportunity to maybe move into, you know, a new era here. Right. So I want to give a shout out to, um, well, our, 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 our good, our friend of the pod and, uh, I would say godfather of the panic fan scene, Ted Rockwell. And then a uh, friend of mine for over 30 years, uh, Mark Spusta, the, uh, the artist who has done a number of panic panic show posters and did one for um, the, the, uh, the food drive out at Red Rocks this year and had an art opening out there. And I talked to Mark um, after the, Red Rock shows and he said he met Ted and that he and Ted were going to make a concerted effort to try to get us to play more panic version 3.1 on the pod. And, um, I believe I said, well, you guys can try, but it's probably not likely. And then, you know, what are we doing? We're playing a bunch of stuff from this past weekend in Memphis. So tip of the cap to those gentlemen. Um, I, I hope you're listening and we'd love to have you both on the show again sometime. So, yeah. Um, um, well, let's go to, uh, Oh, go ahead. Can I, well, I have one more thing on, yeah. on, on your experience of the first night. And I, and I want to, you, you shared with me a few pictures of the, the excellent lot shirts that you discussed and, <laughs> We'll maybe do that on Facebook. You know, we'll blur out their faces to protect <laughs> and protect the guilty. But um, I wanted to hit one more uh, thing on the uh, the Civil War bit, not specifically that T-shirt or that the guy that was wearing it. But um, there was a, a fantastic. I don't know. Do you ever listen to the Pod Save America or Love It or Leave It or any of those folks? I'm just sort of um, my wife master. listens to Pod Save America religiously. It gives me okay. anxiety, so I tend to stay yeah, away. Yeah. Right. Okay. It seems like people generally fall on, you know what I mean? You either love them or you hate them. But uh, so the the one guy, John Lovett, does a show that comes out on Saturdays, and um, he did a, a show at the Ryman a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the guests, he has, so he has usually has three guests sort of on a panel. Uh, and one of the guests is uh, part of the Osiris family from the Osiris Podcast Network, Dr. Benjamin Sawyer from The Road to Now, which is a fantastic podcast. Have you checked this out? Because this is like right up your alley. Mm-mm. Okay. So uh, it's Dr. Benjamin Sawyer and Bob Crawford from the Avid Brothers. And um, Dr. Sawyer is a... Um, a history professor from middle Tennessee state university. And they talk about like history things, right? Like in how they, it's not really a music podcast. I mean, they, they delve into pop culture and music some too, but it's, it's mostly about historical things, events and subjects. And so it's a great podcast, but so, but Dr. Crawford was on love it or leave it. And definitely check it out. It was fantastic. He had this amazing rant at the end of the podcast, end of the episode about um, uh, Confederate statues. And it was just, it was just on point for me. Maybe you'll disagree, but uh, I highly recommend seeking it out and checking it out. So a big shout out to Dr. Dr. Ben. And um, that was cool for him to be able to, to be on that. Yeah. I've had uh, friends that have been on that podcast actually. And, uh, and uh, I will check it out because one thing I love is rants about Confederate statues. So, <laughs> um, so uh, all right. Well, that's enough about that. But um, 
All right, so we're going to move to night two of Mud Island, and um, uh, here before uh, just to to set the scene a little bit was how was the from my recollection from hearing from folks from a couple of years ago, basically they were like serving uh, warm water out of trash cans at the end. <laughs> they, it, was it the, uh, was, it was the, the, this upgraded uh, facilities this year? Yeah, it seemed like it was better. The water stand stayed open late. The beer stands closed at like 10, which is basically right after the second set started. Because the show went, show Friday night went to like 11.40 maybe. And the show Saturday night went longer. The second set is long on Saturday night. Um, But yeah, thankfully it it was hot, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. I mean, they were calling for a high of like 96 on on Saturday and it would have been Mm. pretty brutal. Um, Yeah otherwise but yeah saturday night show um again i was telling you i said that i had that experience of you know set list envy from afar and um that second set's pretty amazing yeah no i was same and uh sort of keeping up with it and sort of you know reinvigorated with your your you know living vicariously through your excitement i'm like oh you know maybe it's and uh no i love you know i've over the last 24 hours listened to both these shows and and enjoyed um, if not all of both of them, you know, large swaths of them, uh, that were really good. So, um, the, were we playing the encore for this? Yeah. Right? And I think, I mean, one of the, I mean, we should sort of address something that happened after the show on Friday night. Um, when we were leaving, we were walking across the bridge and saw ambulance coming in, fire truck coming in and police cars and then coming in off of Mud Island and down into the amphitheater and then other vehicles or rescue vehicles coming down Riverside Riverside Drive, which is runs parallel to the river. Um, the amphitheater is right at the end of Mud Island and then Kitty Corner from that sort of southeast from there is, is Tom Lee Park and then Riverside Drive runs parallel to that and then you go up the bluff and then that's where South Main and Beale Street and, and stuff are. And so, I mean, it was hot. So we figured maybe somebody had just sort of, you know, passed out or whatever, needed some assistance and hoped everybody was okay. And then come to find out that this young man had fallen into the river um, after the show on Friday. And a couple hours ago, they did reco- finally recover the body um, here in Memphis, right out along Tomley Park. So just down from the amphitheater. And um, it sounds like it was, it was originally, you know, it was a bit cryptic that he just jumped into the river and then it was, he heard from a couple of, I mean, heard some, a couple of, I wouldn't say conflicting stories, but just sort of well, what precipitated it. And we're not going to get into any of that because it's just, it's not fair to him and it's certainly not fair to his family, but um, mm-hmm. all it is, it's a tragedy to say the least. Yeah. 19 year old guy, um, Pace Taylor, um, uh, he's from originally from Florida, and I think he'd been living in Mississippi, maybe, and was had gone to a show with some friends and gotten separated, and ended up going over the one of the embankments and down into the river, and and obviously the river is the the river the Mississippi River is 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 a pretty unforgiving, and um, yep. especially at nighttime and you can't see and, and everything else, so just a real tragedy, and it's a shame that. You know, Panic has played in Memphis area in, in 15, 16, and now 18. And 15 was the really tragedy of uh, um, Troy Goods passing um, in the lot outside of Snowden Grove Amphitheater. Um, that was that was right after we moved here. And that was that was incredibly sad. 
Yeah, some some folks might consider that murder, but but maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it's not 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 a good situation. But now, two out of the last three times, there's been a tragedy uh, related to a panic show here in the Memphis area. So, um, but I will say that um, you know Saturday night's show, the show of course must go on, and um, second set of Saturday night, y'all can listen to. It's pretty pretty good, um, and a pretty incredible set list. But one thing about this band or any band that you love is you want that band to be tuned in, um, whether it be to something that's happening in the scene, something that's happening in the world, or sometimes just, you know, you want them to address something that's happening in your life. And I got to give a tip of the cap to, uh, to JB for what he said before the final song of the night on, um, on, on Saturday night. Yeah, no, it was awesome. I mean, I, I had heard that he had made, you know, a mention of it. And then when I finally heard it, it was, um, yeah, it was, you know, just like, uh, Kind words from a grandpa, right? You know, well, it's sort of, you know, we joke all the time about JB isms and engage JB, and we played that clip from the Toad's Place show from four four ninety five, where he's you know, <laughs> ha- having a good time, having a good time, and you know, it's laugh, laugh about it. It's funny, but you know, I, it's, I mean, I'm sure it's not the only time, but it's maybe the only time I know I know of where he's actually, you know, addressed something like that, and and yeah, and said something about you know take care of yourself, take care of each other so we can stay out on the road and keep, keep doing this. Basically I'm paraphrasing, but Mm -hmm. essentially what he was saying. Mm -hmm. I was like, that was, that was really great. So again, it's just one more thing. It's like, we didn't, we still, we already loved you, but now we just love you just a little bit more. (laughs) So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's what we got here is the, uh, the encore from the second night after a really good show, uh, and a hot Saturday night in, uh, in mud Island. Um, and, uh, we'll get to that now.
All right, from the final night of the excellent two-night run at Mud Island in Memphis, Tennessee, June 30th, 2018, the encore, Honky Red into Last Dance. Um, so two Neil Young covers uh, during the course of the weekend. Um, both shows are really good um, overall. Uh, again, I wasn't at Red Rocks, but I listened to the shows and think these are better than Red Rocks. Um, Got to give a shout-out or shout-out tip of the cap, whatever, to the band for very good set list creation um both nights um first set yeah Thomas i would agree in hatfield on the second night and then just the massive dump of pilgrims ride me high tire shoes fishwater big woolly red hot mama chili in the second set and i mean hopeless world encore but or uh, opener um but just really good overall but uh obviously this band has played some pretty incredible shows at uh at, at mud island we played some stuff from 97 we played some stuff from october 98 um the 99 shows in june of 99 when it was hotter than it was this past weekend um are are, are, are that well thought of the, in the community uh, yeah that kicked off the dirty dozen um yep. tour where they were opening up for them um, and also Colin Butler was there for those shows too, if I recall. Um, and, uh, but one that we have not talked about really at all is one from June of 96. So panic for some reason likes to come to Memphis in June, which is, but they should know better and Memphis should know better than to bring them here. But, um, but this one from mid June of 96 is, I think a, a summer show that I probably have not, paid all that much attention to over the years it was probably one of the last summer 96 shows that i got on dat way back when and probably one of the last ones maybe i uploaded um but you guys are gonna like this selection i think and uh, harvey i'll let harvey talk a little bit about it well i was i was gonna say the same thing i think that was um i mean i know that tour you know really really well just from having, you know, gosh, before dats, having cassettes of most of it, and then, you know, having the dats of almost the whole tour. But that run um, really from, I guess, the the B Cave, the Dallas, the Memphis, and the St. Louis shows, like I just, the 6, 13, 14, 15, and 16, I didn't know that well. Like I knew the Out West stuff really well, and then I knew like from Cincinnati, from the zoo, and then sort of after I had those really well. So for whatever reason, I'm I just sort of big gap in that, that mid June, um, that four night run. And, um, I, I think having listened to this show, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go back and investigate <laughs> the no, other three. The, the 13th and the 14th are awesome. Um, the yeah. Texas shows are great. Um, those are two that I've, um, always held up as being pretty strong and which I'm surprised that I have not lobbied for those to be on here yet since, but um, since we started this thing, but those shows are great. And the St. Louis shows is, is pretty cool too. Um, but yeah, B cave and Bronco bowl, six thirteen, six fourteen ninety six. Definitely check those out. Um, and the 16th from St. Louis again, last dance, second set opener, Holden chili in the first set um, dream song in the middle of the second set um, on the 16th. But, this 15th show though hold on everybody yeah yeah no it's good the first set's pretty straightforward 96 first set but which is to say it's really good <laughs> and, <laughs> and there's great playing and um but as far as set list goes it's pretty straightforward the second set um a great second set opener with conrad and then um 
Happy Child into Walkin and uh, into Gallant into Galleon. Heat check song. Yep, and then uh, an early Greta into Makes Sense to Me, and then um, and we pick things up here. Uh, I guess what the sixth song of the second set, and um, we'll take it through the through the meat of the second set here from Mud Island in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, just a mere 22 years ago, June 15th, 1996.
June 15th, 1996, from Mud Island in the middle of the Mississippi River in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, diner into driving, into gilded splinters, into drums, back into driving, into flat foot floozy. Um, yeah, this is like sort of classic 96 stuff for me. But um, like you mentioned earlier uh, in the episode, that diner uh, just long and relentless you know i mean just never backs down each of the little sort of takeoff points just fantastic i think it's 18 minutes and i think it almost ends like what two times at least twice maybe even maybe even three it's like oh i think it's gonna think they're moving oh no 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 mikey's gonna take another break okay yeah Uh, Um, yeah it's great and jb is just all over it and he's this is this is engaged jb yeah, no, he was feeling good because then the the driving song is really good, maybe like a little bit faster than normal, and uh, which probably is a result of JB. <laughs> and then, um, and then the gilded is awesome and dirty, and JB's on the slide all over it, and uh, so that was really good. And then, um, you know, uh, a, a nice six minute drums. How about that, Jeff? Do you remember those? <laughs> Oh man, it's there's not even need, there's no time to uh, go anywhere for a six minute drums. I don't think I've ever, I don't, Harvey, I don't think I ever saw a six minute drums. Really? I think the shortest one I saw was maybe the first one I saw, which clocks in at less than 10 and expanded to the fall 99, 22 minute blotty blahs. So, so this was, and then so then it comes out with a, with a pretty nice long jams, probably about five minutes. And so in, when you add them together, the six and the five, like that was drums, right? That 11 minutes, but they just jam the second half of it, which is great. Um, and this is, uh, I wrote down in my little note that this is how a post drums jam should be, uh, short and sweet and five minutes long led by schools. And then Hauser takes over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you know schools gets a schools kind of gets it going and then Hauser's just like i'm here we're, we're going this way um and i i love drive like second half drivings out of drums it seems like those jams are always just so good um leading back into driving and uh you know because they don't really have to um hit a point or anything you know what i mean well they have to hit a point they don't have to like hit a specific um theme you know to get back into uh like a full speed song they just have to kind of wind their way down and then and start up the second half of driving that's good so yeah it's a this is a great selection um floozies i think it's so floozy they closed the june 96 show and then is it they play floozy again second night of 97 which is a great opener Yep, opener. It's yeah, that was great. fantastic. That's a great um, opener. But uh yeah, this diner splinters is is worth diner driving splinters, the first part of this is worth the price of admission alone, so to speak. Um, it's pretty great. It's like um you know, sort of like we had our kind of um you know, the first section of this episode was, you know, welcoming warming ourselves up to you know, to the current version of the band and then we play this part and it's like, you know, this is what I'd really like to listen to. 
you know what I mean? It's like, this is why I don't, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just too good to not listen to this, but, uh, I'm excited. I think we can, you know, we can, uh, uh, open up the, you know, spread our wings a little bit, maybe into, into more modern, but I think we're going to need a little more guidance because I don't know anything about anything. That's uh, right. So good stuff. So Curtis, Curtis and Ted and whoever else back on. So, um, but the nice thing is, Harvey, you don't have to make a binary choice. You can listen to whatever you want, as long as the internets are available to all. Um, and uh, I will say a, a, a big thank you to all of the fans that came in from out of town and put money into our local economy here in the fine city of Memphis in Shelby County, Tennessee. Um, looked like people were having a good time and I know a bunch of folks stayed downtown and there's a bunch of hotels right by Mud Island. So hopefully folks got to experience downtown and in, in South Maine. And I'm sure they went on Beale street, Danny and Eric are on Beale street. I think. I Did you, I, I figured you, how I meant to ask you is I figured you went to the after show. Was that, um, was that show, good? Oh man. The show got out so late. It was like midnight before we got to the car. It was kind of like, it's, t- it's time to go home, Harvey. I mean, oh. I went to a show. I went to a show. <laughs> and you lasted the whole, you didn't even, I lasted the whole we weren't even whole walking time. on the bridge or an encore. That was good. Nope. Yeah, that's right. I stayed, we stayed until the last note and then walked out. Um, but anyway, thanks everybody for coming to Memphis and hope everybody had fun and hope you'll come back and uh, city appreciates you. And, uh, Again, thanks to Widespread Panic for coming back to the to the Bluff City. This has sort of been a spot where y'all have, where the band has played a bunch of great stuff, and this year was no no different. So, um, so the band, you know, nice. Uh, seemed like they're in pretty good shape, but now they're going to take uh, almost two months off, right? And then they'll come back and uh, they play Lock In. Has there been any sort of announcement about a like a guest? Seems like usually at Lock In they have, you know. Like one year they did Fogarty and then um seems like every year they kind of have a, a companion that comes out and plays, but I haven't seen I haven't anything seen this either. year. Um and so lock in and then about a week later they do three nights in Nashville, which I'm trying to talk Jeff into going to, but it doesn't sound like that's gonna happen. And um and then Saint Augustine for three nights and that's the that's pretty much I guess the summer tour. So um so yeah, so we'll uh We'll keep you up to date and um, appreciate any feedback on uh, on the various uh, outlets, Facebook and Twitter, and um, what else is there? I guess the website, email, things like that. So, um, com and proud to be a member of the Osiris Podcast Network. Lots of other po- great podcasts there, too. If you're looking to fill up your uh, podcast player of choice, uh, hit up OsirisPod.com for some great ideas so um jeff thanks for uh for you know sharing in the experience that you had in mud island i wish that i was there i'm pretty bummed out that i wasn't but um we'll make it happen hopefully soon maybe even in a couple months maybe we'll see if i can change make make some schedule changes and see if it's possible but doubtful but yeah it, it is no doubtful but we'll try but no good weekend overall good show friday night for me good show on saturday night for everybody else and so thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll send you out with the original version of honky red this podcast is in the loop the legion of osiris podcasts Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.
porch And I don't have a rocking chair Got a dirty old coat and a shaky hand And a face like a grizzly bear I'm an old wino and I scare all the ladies As you might say I'm a bum But I'm sure wired up to the honky red And a good gold anchor rum When I need a drink, I'm stains on a sink I'm pleasing, thank you, ma'am But when I got a head full of honky red I don't give a good goddamn Well, I fought in your wars Now I sleep in your doors And I left my leg in France And all that remains is a ghostly pain When the mornings get too damp Born in the sticks and I got grade six So I ain't much in demand I deliver handbills and I steal red pills For the boys in the whorehouse band When I need a drink I'm stains on a sink I'm pleasing, thank you ma'am But when I got a head full of honky red I don't give a good goddamn See sometimes she damn near half a ton In a furnished room in the Joyceville pen I got me a no good son But I'll keep me a head full of honky red Until the reaper tolls the bell If I'm as high when I die as I was when I lived I'll be in heaven as sure as hell When I need a drink I'm stains on a sink I'm pleasing things you ma'am but when I got a head full of honky red I don't give a good goddamn when I need a drink I'm stains on a sink I'm pleasing thank you ma'am but when I got a head full of honky red I don't give a good goddamn I just felt like such an old. Just be well, like, what, what kind of drugs do you have that's there? That's literally what I wanted to ask him, Harvey. I wanted to just be like, man, I swear to God, I'm not a narc. I don't care what you do. But what is that? <laughs> what are the kids into these days? It's just absurd. <laughs> anyway. All right. Oh, yeah. I really I saw my friend. I was telling my friend about it today, hoping that he would know. 
you know. <laughs> what, that, what that drug is. Yeah, it's like, what is this drug? Have you seen it on Fish Tour at all? 